You're listening to The Spin. And the forecast tonight is... Tropical Fuckstorm! Good day, mates. probably did welcome to the spin podcast i am your host reggie brown and today's episode 11 and we're featuring badass melburnian band tropical fuckstorm this was recorded in los angeles california at the bootleg theater This is Everything Everything. This is Roddy from Idlewell. You're listening to The Spin. You're listening to The Spin. Hi everybody, this is Juan Waters. This is Chassie. We are Napier. You're listening to The Spin with Reggie. All right, so how do you want to start the story? <laughs> hey dudes, welcome to The Spin Podcast. Uh, I am Reggie Brown and this is episode 11 featuring Tropical Fuckity Fuck Fuck Storm. Okay, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. This has been a really tough time to record. I just, I've been trying to muster up the courage to sit here and think of ways to communicate with the outside world, considering that we're all isolated. I just haven't felt very, like, inspired to say anything. I've probably sat down maybe like five to seven times just sitting there with my notes ready to go I just can't say anything. This is the first day that I've actually felt like, you know what, I'm actually going to say something. Whether it makes sense or not, or it's worth listening to or not. I think it's just, I feel very like deflated with my productivity. Almost like disappointed with how things have been going on with the world. And I'm just like, does anyone really want to hear this right now when there's a whole pandemic going on? I almost feel so full of myself, you know, when I record these things because I know it's not the most important thing i know there is bigger shit going on in the world right now there's people passing away getting ill people that are working 14 to 16 hour shifts a day and can't go back home to their family because they have to be extra precautious and stay at a hotel i mean it's it's the world has really truly changed since the last time i recorded an episode so it's 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 really hard um to sit here and actually sit down and talk on the mic but with that being said i thought man if i could actually fill someone's day up with some music or hearing this they feel like they could relate to someone else and not feel so guilty about not being productive i mean i felt super guilty of that um considering that i am currently staying on a farm in england and man all these fucking farmers are so productive it makes me feel constantly so guilty (laughs) they're up at six in the morning they go to bed till one in the morning they don't eat dinner till 10 p.m i mean they're always on weekends do not exist in this farm here I am telling you, you're not alone. It's fucking okay to not be the most productive person right now. There is a pandemic going on. Everyone is in lockdown. Your head is full of shit that is going on. News constantly stressing you out. I mean, I hope that this speaks to other people that are listening to this and just know that you're not alone. I've been eating like fucking potatoes every day. Has anyone else been doing that? Because literally every one of my meals has had potatoes. I've been eating dessert every day. I mean, everyone's going to be a little bit chubbier by the time. So what? 
at least we're healthy and happy. I have been drinking a few bottles of wine a week to cope with staying with the in-laws and Pinot Noir makes it all okay, I think. And I've also been um, been chatting with friends through House Party, which has been nice actually, because I think I had to start doing that anyways, moving to a different country. That was going to be my new normal anyway. I've also downloaded TikTok like a loser, but mostly my feed has been me recording my angry farmer father-in-law yelling. <laughs> and putting some like chirpy music over it um which has been doing really well actually it's been a uh, pretty popular i don't think i'm gonna be a tiktok famous person yet i hope not at least uh <laughs> but yeah gardening and i think reading is really important but also doing this because when i listened back to this interview with tropical fuckstorm it reminded me that there was a time before all this bullshit where you could go to gigs and be next to another person that loves music and have these chats with these amazing musicians and i miss that i miss going out live music events and really bonding with other fellow music lovers in a sense listening back to this interview it's been pretty therapeutic because it reminded me like oh shit this this pandemic this isolation isn't normal that was normal but it's been really interesting seeing how creative uh people have gotten with the materials that we only have which is internet social media for me what's keeping my soul alive has been seeing those live streams uh on instagram or on facebook um some of my favorite have been isolate festival which is Melbourne-based. They have different musicians and within the Australian music scene. It's been so entertaining. I mean, I've learned about new artists because of it as well, but I've got to see a lot of bands that I would have never gotten to see in LA or even in the UK. So it's been really keeping me sane, Isolate Festival. If you guys are interested, I would totally suggest. I think they're doing one last one this weekend. And it's just been like an awesome selection and completely open variety of um, musicians performing from their homes. Another one that I that has been keeping me sane has been LeBlogatech, who I've had on in the past. Um, they've had these specials called Stay at Home. It's been awesome. It's I mean, LeBlogatech has always had a really amazing taste in selecting musicians to make these real special YouTube videos, but they've stuck to it with these uh, stay at home sessions. So if you guys want to get your fix with live music, I totally suggest those too. I've also been enjoying Andrew Bird and James Blake's uh, live streams. Oh, I, I don't miss any of them. I'm so grateful for these platforms and for these artists. I think now is a time to support all the people that keep us entertained during this time, whether it be artists or musicians or authors or even some of your favorite labels um the music industry is struggling a lot right now some of the ways that you could do that is by supporting them like putting some fucking money in their pocket because a lot of these people are not making any money right now the way that i've been doing it is buying merch or buying vinyl buy a book from an actual proper bookstore buy some art from your friends that make art fill up your house but if you have the means to help someone out within the music and art industry, please do so. Bandcamp is currently waiving their revenue share every Friday of each month. So May 1st, June 5th, July 3rd, from midnight to midnight, PDT, 
those days are the days that you could actually buy songs, buy albums, buy merch. Financial support goes directly to the musician and the label. So again, if you have the means, I, I totally suggest helping them out. Today's episode is one of my favorite Melbourneian bands. They're called Tropical Fuckstorm, formed back in 2017. They're all connected to the Melbourne bands ModCon, High Tension, The Drones, and they actually have two albums under their belt already. So the first one was called A Laughing Death in Meat Space, fairly recent release album called Braindrops. In this episode, we had traveled out from Long Beach over to K-Town. The bootleg theater is in a really interesting place in Los Angeles. You could find fucking amazing Korean food around there. Uh, I was there to meet Tropical Fuckstorm because they were starting off their North American tour. In the background, you could probably hear Jess Cornelius's set. She was uh, practicing right before they go on stage. A couple of the Australian terms that you might hear throughout this episode, the bush. So the bush in Australia is like the countryside of Australia. Another one is pissed. Pissed in America means like angry or being annoyed. Uh, pissed just means drunk. <laughs> it just means drunk in Aussie terms. This specific episode is really one of my favorites. It was fun. There was a lot of energy in the room. I think they were just really excited to be in LA and start their tour. They were just so Australian. And when I say Australian, I say that in the kindest way. They were so lovely, chatty, funny, humble, down to earth just really great people so i loved every minute of it and i'm so happy that i get to share it and i hope that you guys enjoy it but um here we are sitting backstage at the bootleg theater in los angeles california and get it right yeah better hold on all world's gonna pass you by we're alive so um well, go around the room and introduce yourselves and what instrument you play for the band. My name is Erica and I play the guitar. And do singing. Oh, don't know, uh, that's it. <laughs> and, and she sings. I'm, I'm Gaz, I play guitar and sing. I'm Fiona, I play bass and sing. Hey, I'm Hamel, I play drums and I get beers. <laughs> Yay. Yay, everyone needs beers. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love one. Yeah, thank you so much. Bud Light, right? <laughs> America at its finest. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Cheers to the first night in, in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 <laughs> uh, Bud Light is, I can't get behind it. It reminds me that we're on we're on tour and we're having fun. Yeah, is yeah. yeah. If, is it called Bud Light? Is it yeah, light? Well, no, this is Budweiser, but they have they have like a light version of it, and it's like Bud Light, Budweiser, are like the same thing for me. But PB, PBR or Bud Light? What do you guys think? PBR. I have no idea. Uh, PBR can get fucked. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fighting words right there. It tastes like foam, like uh. it's really light. It's. It feels like I'm drinking, uh, like someone's zhuzhed up some water, <laughs> like dirty water, and then poured it down my throat. I don't like it. It's funny because when I went to Australia, I was like, I saw PBRs, I was like, they fucking sell them here. And then I 
paid like $12 for a PBR. I was like, this is fucked up. Which is maybe where like my other hate comes from is because it's like this weird fancy hipster beer in Melbourne and and what's a dollar here is like fucking $15. In Australia, it's imported, therefore it's (laughs) on a pedestal. It's like overpriced water basically, but yeah. Um, So welcome to LA. This is the first gig on our North, North America tour that you guys are going through. And given that you guys have performed in LA before, what kind of reaction do you guys think that you get from the LA crowd? And honest truth, I want I want to know the truth how the LA crowd usually treats you guys. Good. We had a great time last time. Yeah. We played with Amal at um, the Echo, and it was awesome. Great venue. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah, good crowd. I don't know. Well, what differentiates LA from anywhere else? Yeah, they were, the crowd were really into it, which um, I mean, there were other play- shows. Oh, well, not so much in America. Some of those other like big theater shows or something, but that's different because I guess they'll see it. But LA was great last time we were yeah, here. Yeah, LA sick. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. seemed to be enjoying it, and it was like the show was fucking like 108 degrees Celsius inside the venue. I know, <laughs> no, it's fine. But, but everyone was like, you know, jumping around, and yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. really good. And um, what are some of the cities and countries that you guys are like prefer or are your favorites to perform in? Like, who's the crowd that really like just like fucking gets it? You know. We were really surprised by London on the last tour because for whatever reason, people had said, oh, they'll be standoffish or whatever, but it was psycho. It was really good. And and it was the first one of last tour, so we were kind of nervous. And it was it was it was sick. It was awesome. It was mad. It was the maddest show I've ever played. Yeah. And at some points, we couldn't even hear what we were singing. People were singing it louder than we were. Yeah. It was like we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so have you made a mistake and got the wrong band or something? Like, you come <laughs> to the wrong gig. Like, Shush, <laughs> we're trying to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is funny because our Melbourne gig actually, we were like, yeah, it's our home show, and then people were just like. You know. Can I tell you, there's a thing that I learned living in Australia for a little bit. There's the Melbourne nod. Like, I, I, I want to go to these shows and, like, let loose because I feel like L.A., San Francisco, California, we're a, we're a little bit weird, right? But Melbourne, everyone's so cool that they just do this thing and they just, oh. like, nod. And it's frustrating. I mean, how does it make you guys feel as a band? You've just got to mess around with it, especially if you're a punter. You've just got to throw some shapes and be stupid because <laughs> otherwise the nod is just the most non-committal. But it's really hard because you have to remind yourself that they, people in they could be internally having the best time ever, yeah. but they're just... um very um repressed <laughs> or something yeah. i've just been to too many shows they get spoiled in melbourne there's uh, yeah. a million good shows oh, yeah yeah last guess was cole oh, can, can you just put maybe carl down yeah yeah are you guys coming tonight um if, yeah if we can Do you want yeah, it? yeah we'd love to yeah yeah okay reggie and alex yeah, made it into the final cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, here it comes. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's it. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So um, there's other projects that and bands that are connected to Tropical Fuckstorm, and you guys are considered kind of like a super group in many of, like, the music world. I don't know who said that. Someone <laughs> said that in one single presser and now... It's every. It's honestly everywhere. It's like it's in every description. Like I've done so much research for you guys, and like I've seen it yeah, everywhere. It's just got it's recycled. Silly. But the, the, the traveling Wilburys. That's a fucking super group. There you know what I mean? <laughs> Not us. Yeah. Um, just a couple of um, gutter trash <laughs> collected together in the wind. It's, it's like a thing. It's like someone will write 
a review of something and then there'll be a couple of buzzwords and then everyone picks up on those and then they just get used again and again and again. Yeah. It's really weird. You see it with, like, uh, with the album review and stuff at the moment. Like the every new word is maximalist. Yeah. Like, what oh, the what fuck? The I've that? never fucking it's heard It's the opposite that of minimalist. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, but people yeah. just see that and then you read it and it's like, you know, sort of thing. There's... um. A bunch of reviews that are all using that exact same word. People are weird. By proxy. But what are the other music projects that are connected to Tropical Fuckstorm then? Well, there's what's what about how many bands are you in? Twelve. <laughs> Two. Unfortunately, we're limited with time, so we can't go through all. <laughs> Modcon, Palm Springs, Harmony. That's Rico's. Then Mean Fees is the Drones, uh, and a bunch of other bands with like Spencer Jones. I don't know. We had a band, yeah, Spencer P. Jones and the Nothing Bath. Uh, that's it. We sort of Mean Fees just stuck with the Drones. Tell yeah. about your first band. What, the, which what, one? What, the the Harvey Norman. What's the name? No, sorry, it's not called that. That's my brain just flipped out. What's Our the long band? No, the long name band. Yeah. Which one? Oh. Ro- Robin Maverick and the Daughters of Charity. Wow. What's Harvey Norman got to do with it? The name. I've got Harvey Norman sells TVs. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a great band name. Harvey anyway, um, sorry. Move on. No, it's okay. I'm learning so much. How many bands? I'm only in. Got... Yeah, I'm only in. I'm in high tension and TFS. Okay. I'm streamlined. I'm streamlined. How would you describe You're high tension? You're minimalist. I'm minimalist. It's, no, that shit's maximalist. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the nth degree, yeah. yeah. Is how you guys is is that how you guys met? Is through different bands because I know the Melbourne music scene's really tight, right? Is that how you guys came about creating this band and like saying, "Oh, I've seen you at the show. Can we practice together?" I I, I kind of want to know the story of how you guys all met. Gaz and Fee have a river at their house in the bush, and one of my friends lives there. And I just come up many summers and drank enough beers that I just punished them to um, be friends with me. And <laughs> <laughs> like they're not disagreeing either. They're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you drank our beer for yeah, yeah. years and years. So that's and years. yeah, years. But we didn't. We never knew Hammer. I saw Hammer on stage. She was playing with High Tension. Yeah, it was my first show with High Tension. It was, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. I didn't know. But um, I was going, holy shit. And then thinking, fuck, if I ever need a drummer, keep her in mind. And then um, a year yeah, a year later, needed a drummer and just went, I know who to get. And so we didn't know each other from a bar of soap. And so, uh, but we have a mutual friend. So we got in touch through her and then, yeah, went on a date, got really pissed, which means <laughs> drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, you don't. Yeah, we're joining, have, join our band. We're going to be amazing. You should join. We're going on tour overseas in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to write some songs. Yeah, yeah. And then you rang me and you were really coy. I know I was on double speaker call and you were like, we really need an awesome guitarist and we need someone who's going to tour all the time and just dedicate all their commitment to the band. And then at the end of the phone call, you were like, would your boyfriend be interested? Yeah. And you were Pulling my leg, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, then I said yes. And um, in Melbourne, Australia, I mean Melbourne has such a like again close knit music scene, and the talent in the city is like so vibrant. Um, I mean, you could go to like any pub, you could go to the, the tote, you could go to the old bar, and just walk in, and you could just see like raw talent on stage. Um, any emerging artists that you guys know of in Melbourne currently? 
Uh, uh, Uban, Painted Angels, um, Pinch Points, Hexdeck. Hexdeck? Yeah, Hexdeck. Who else? Uh, there's a band in Hobart called All the Weathers. There's. Go by, let's go by city. Brisbane? Who's Sus up there? Cunts. Sus Cunts. are good. Yes. Um, they'll never get played on the radio, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can barely. I know. Not barely. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Who else? So, there's good ones in Brisbane. Who's, who's up there? Ascot Stabber. Yeah. Lexicon. Do you know what an Ascot is? No. It's one of them scarves around the neck. And that really? podcast dude, Mark, what's his fart? I can never remember his last name. What's his He's always crapping on about ascots. He's got ascots on the mind. If he comes tonight, I'm going to ask him. Anyway. <laughs> Ple- pleasure Symbols are another good yes. one from Brisbane. Yeah. They're really good. What about Sydney? Right. Sydney Town. There's, oh, there's fucking heaps. There's yeah. just heaps. At the moment, I don't know why, but there's yeah. a real... So, lot. given that you guys are, are, have been in like the music scene for a while, there is currently a thing going on in Australia in general with music. Like, there, it's, it's everywhere, like... I mean, on the music side, I've worked in the music industry, and I'm just like, oh my god, if I was legal to work there, I would fucking sign so many bands out there. Like, yeah. doesn't compare to LA currently. And I don't know what it is. I can't tell if it's because of the internet, and now we could get them. I think, I think that's what it is. I think it's always been that amazing, but yeah. now the rest of the world is actually taking notice of it. I don't think it's changed itself, yeah. like the scene. It's just people overseas in the US and the UK and whatever. I mean, in the noughties, there was a bit of a lull. But in the 80s, it was outrageous. Like, just yeah. the, and, some and of the best bands. the 90s as well. Oh, 90s. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was drunk. <laughs> I was a bit drunk. Terribly <laughs> sorry. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Melbourne is sort of in a little bit of a sweet spot at the moment where it's not like an outrageously expensive place to live. Yeah. And there is a pretty supportive arts community where you can play a lot and there are, you know, like it's... Yeah, it's not so expensive that all the artists have been kicked out yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, given that you guys are so close-knit as well, and really, like, friends before bandmates, I believe. We, yeah. We, we, we haven't been a band very long. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah, give us time. Still the honeymoon stage, huh? Yeah, yeah, friends yeah. for now. Honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, given that you guys are friends and traveling and everything is it easier to tour with bandmates that are friends instead yeah. what would you do if you were not friends if you, if you just oh yeah ask our sound guy ask our sound guy no, 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 no. My God. if you weren't friends in the band you wouldn't go i think i wouldn't go fuck no. y'all no. <laughs> yeah. I used, i've heard stories about bands you know not getting along really well and they go on tour i just don't know why you'd do it it w- would be so hard like just and like just for your own mental health and the just I don't know your feeling of self worth every day. Like why fucking do that to yourself? But yeah, anyway, some people I guess are, if maybe if the band's really big and yeah, if there's a lot of money, a lot involved, of money involved, you can but, see why. Yeah, but even then, fuck that. If 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 you hated everyone in your band, wouldn't you feel quite good? You'd feel very superior. You think all these <laughs> these people are fucking idiots? God, I'm good. Different. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I was going to ask you guys about your favorite, like, tour memory together, but I, I had read something on Beat magazine, and it was um, a little experience that you guys had at Little Rock, Air, um, what is it, Arkansas? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that really quick, because I'm curious to see it from a person's perspective that's a tourist or um, traveling through. When we thought we were going to die in a... So let, let's, let's hear the story, because the listeners don't know, but I know it. <laughs> 
We were playing in a very strange um, venue, which was like an abandoned TV studio. Fox. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, and half of it was weirdly sort of, yeah, it, it was enormous. It was a multiplex thing, it was abandoned. So half been made a venue and a, forgive me if I'm wrong, it's like 2,000 people already in there in one bit. And then we played our little set and we were supporting. So we were drinking, we're like, let's just go to have and explore. <laughs> and then we got into this whole next bit. And then that bit was like an abandoned Fox studio and that had been taken over by some religious baptism thing. So there were weird empty spas around spa. and yeah. like empty old booths with telephones that were still like rooms with just, all these floodlights and just one telephone that hadn't been moved out. It was like, we got weirder and weirder into this multiplex. And at the very end was a full blown haunted house with like 13 rooms and unbelievably like detailed. Car- carnival kind of thing, yeah. Uh, like a Halloween kind of house. Inside, indoors, it's fucking huge. It was wow. insane, yeah. Mm. And yeah, we found the costume room and we- th- Well, we needed to make a film clip. We, were, we had to make a film clip while we were um, on tour. So we thought this would be perfect. We've got this song called Soft Power. It's abandoned. It's oh, abandoned. Fell into our lap. There's, yeah. a cos- <laughs> there's a costume room. So we got dressed up as all these ghouls and got our sound guy to film us miming to the song. And so we were all going like this. And then halfway through, the music was blaring. Inside we're in- this dark, scary fucking, you know, carnival house of horrors. <laughs> These fucking two dudes, like two sort of proper hillbilly rednecks, come up with guns. with guns and just went, "What the fuck are you doing in our place?" And we were just like, "And these girls all have masks, but I didn't have anything because <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, you know, rocking, you rocking the fucking mic." And what did I say? I, I, I had to backpedal. I had to. Because usually um, I could be living. Fiona, Fiona accidentally, um, or somewhere deep in her psyche, pulled out this really weird British accent, as in like, <laughs> maybe if I'm British, I'm more polite or something. And she's doing this weird gown, and she just goes, "Sorry about that." And, like, that you scared the shit out of us. And we, you know, we we see some scary shit, but these guys were scary. Yeah. Really aggressive, like they were going to beat us up or shoot us. And fucking fair head. enough, like <laughs> because they're like, what you think that it's okay to just go into someone's room and dress up and like in all of their like costumes and it's like. Well, they explained that to us. Pretty, yeah, and we're like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, fuck. And because, well, my stupid brain, I was like, it's a TV studio, it's abandoned. They've just left all of these costumes yeah, here yeah, from yeah, a yeah, show yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was fine. It was really innocent, like, yeah. and we're sorry. But then they said, then they they, they sort of interrogated us, and we were just going. And then um, I said, what the fuck are you doing? And we go, well, we, we just played here, man. They're like, oh, you're in the band? And we're like, yeah, man, we just played. They're like, oh, fuck, that's okay then. We'll fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, they, let, us, let us turn on. They went and turned the power on in this place. And all these ghouls were like doing their thing. Animated, so. automated. It was fucking yeah. nuts. But then it was they kind s- of scary because then I was looking at them and I was like, you're the guys that made this. And it's so weird. Mm. It's and it's sick. almost creepier. That yeah. you've done, like all your effort has been making this haunted house. And well, that's what my next question was, was because you guys have a very like strict gun policy and like America's a fucking free for all. And I was just curious what kind of culture shock it had for you guys, given that you guys had a first hand experience with it. We just gave them a bottle of whiskey as well. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. We were like, have our, have our rider. <laughs> and they turned out to be total sweethearts. Like... Mm. No, they did. We were just, cool. I ran no, through, cool. ha- through the ha- haunted house halfway through, going, they're going to kill us. But then I got scared because I was running from room to room with these things jumping up. So it was. 
even scary. It might have been scary, but like towards the end, because we stayed back and we had we were <laughs> drinking with them and like just hanging out and talking to them like right when we got to the very end of the thing, and they were, they were really lovely, like. Yeah. Yeah, and they were sort of saying they can't smoke legal weed because you have to get a license for that, but they want a gun license and you have to choose. So yeah. I'd rather have a weed license. (laughs) A weed license. Imagine having a fucking weed license. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing more ridiculous than having a gun license, it's a weed Weed license. license, Um, And given that, I mean, your lyrics come off as political sometimes, and it almost speaks to like a middle voice, almost like an observer from like. An observer watching all this crazy shit happen in, poly- in politics currently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it important for you to speak out through your lyrics about important issues about in in a platform? I don't feel like it's important or anything like that. I just feel like there's a song that needs words, so <laughs> I just kind of I write what's in my head, I guess, and what's in my head at the time. It's more like yeah, it's necessity. I mean, people kind of might see it like this thing. I'm up there going, blah, blah, blah. I mean, no one fucking listens to me anyway, so. Oh, but come it's on. like, oh, they don't. They don't. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not changing the world. <laughs> but um, I'm not doing it, and it's not some sort of heroic stance. It's yeah. just, fuck, I need something to sing. And I just saw Trump on TV, like, what an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Yeah, you know definitely. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I kind of do it like a. I'm not sort of on one side or the other. I, I kind of try to be like, you know, David Attenborough? Yeah. I'm like that, looking at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no. basically Sorry. I'm the same as Sir David Attenborough. <laughs> I'm so Sir, Sir, Sir Gareth Lydia. Like, like, yeah. I'm being a legend next week. We're yelling too much for this poor Mark. I was going to just say that you actually do like a good flawed narrative kind of thing and then you pull out I'm David Attenborough. <laughs> no, I try to take that position, the third yeah. position. No, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> it's really refreshing though to get that like middle perspective because it, it is has it has been very like divided you know it's either one side or the other and it's like these guys think this side is bad these guys think this side is bad so it's really refreshing they're the first fucking person in history to get everything right like it's, it's is that even possible? We're all fucking humans. We all mess up. We're all imperfections yeah, of yeah, yeah. humans, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, and it's Speak really... Speak <laughs> Sorry. Saying a lot about myself currently, but <laughs> should tame it down a little bit. <laughs> Lyrically, you kind of tell these stories, and it takes you on these, like, specific places with unique characters, and it's, like, in fucking strange situations. What's, like, the writing process with that, and is there, like, a future, a future for, like, writing a book or novelist or do you again do you just fill in the songs with the <laughs> no i kind of yeah i uh <laughs> Gaz's big book <laughs> no i don't want to write a book i kind of like the little thing you got offered a book deal. i did and i turned it down oh, i just said yeah whatever thanks but i'm <laughs> it's just because it's just because i'm too good for them yeah 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 i like i like i like i like the song thing it's just it's good to have every there's it's so limited the song structure mm-hmm. and it, it i find that really that that limitation helps me and if i write like prose it's just it's like like the most i sound like an idiot really yeah so i'm trying Songs to stay away a great from little pu- puzzle they it's are, like yeah. a mad yeah. how that gonna fit in there yeah What's people say this? people say it's poetry but it's not it's it's lyrics it's a different thing altogether yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but um yeah for me it's a frantic it's a struggle and i I don't enjoy doing it, and you know, and then I'll palm stuff over to her. Yeah. Fee will help with brain drops. Fee's written some of the best lines, you know, like uh, 
you came here in a boat, you fucking cunt. That was a good line. Oh, that was a great yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What do you guys think, though? He's saying his perspective, but, like, do you think he would write a pretty good book, considering that you've seen all the lyrics? You bastard. I'm going to write it. <laughs> Beer one down. I mean, face horrified. Oh god, it's about you. A biography. Oh god. Write Fiona's biography. Oh god. And I also saw that you guys live scored No Country for Old Man, and that's. I was actually really bummed I couldn't be there to see this because. In my mind, it just made so much sense. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, that makes so much sense to see Tropical Fuckstorm live score. I don't see how anyone thinks that. Why would anyone think that? Because I think your your music's very, like, theatrical, but also very, um, it's made for movie. It's made for film. And... Did you hear that, Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Curly, hello, Hollywood. Um, When we got asked, I think we were, you know, the film, it doesn't have a soundtrack, and it's very, it's a good film. Mm-hmm. So, so to speak, and that someone is. very smart has decided that it shouldn't have a soundtrack. So we were a bit like, oh, well, what do you fucking do? Um, but it was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. We learnt. I think we played like we. It's a really totally different way of working and really like creating something when you have a really intense focus. It was really fun. Oh, okay. I don't know. An intense fracas. Fractal. Yeah. We took a lot acid. A lot oh. of acid. We did. That really worked. Um, uh, on the day of or to create it beforehand when we wrote it because okay. okay. you know something happens and someone goes ding yeah and wow that sounds cool it's not <laughs> like everyone had to go yeah yeah it's just yeah it not, not maximalist no, that maximalist. was a minimalist yes. anti-maximalist yeah. Neo, neo-maximalist no neo anti- minimalist yeah neo-anti-vax-minimalist <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the most difficult thing to do as a band is kind of distinguish distinguish who you are and kind of like a sense of uniqueness and like feel like it's like authentic as well mm. um and i feel like you guys have done a pretty good clear concisive job with like i know when something's a tropical fuckstorm artwork uh music uh poster um how is it that you guys created that i don't even know where you would find a certain style for a band you get me you know we never think i don't think we ever thought about it Making it. No, 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 no. Like you're not like, not like you woke up with that one. Oh, we better make a style. No, yeah, you didn't yeah. do that. But we just sort of sourced people, and you know, we went for the kind of the we craziest, just, most colourful. We just went, let's go. We went for sourced people, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We sourced people. Yeah. Go. yeah. yeah. Other artists and people that spoke to us rather than thinking about what would make him. We just found Joe on the internet. Uh, the guy does all the covers and just hit him up Cole called him and he said yeah and uh yeah but the last one is is a uh, customized the new record is a custom job oh, wow. okay. the last record and the four um seven inches that preceded it were all just paintings he'd already done oh. and he just went we'll pick whichever ones you want and flip me some cash and we did that, yeah. Classic case of a bunch of weirdos finding a yeah. fellow weirdo. Yeah. We in, just, like, yeah, work together. Canadian yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're going to meet him for the first time face-to-face on this tour. <laughs> is, he, is he based? Where is he based at? Uh, oh, fuck, I always Toronto. forget. <laughs> He's based in Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Canada. There yeah. we go, yeah. Yeah, that's probably like... Ontario. And, um... <laughs> You guys just released Braindrops, which was last week, and congratulations. That's a 
huge Sweet. deal. Yeah. And um, was there like a different approach making brain drops or as opposed to like your first album, a laughing death and Me uh, meat space or did you guys just go into it again and just say, let's just make some more music. I think, oh, you go. No, 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 I've answered this one a million times. You, you do it. We came off the back. Probably the biggest difference is that the first album we were just, it was brand new. And um, the second one, we'd come off the back of playing a shitload. So yeah. there was more takes that involved us all playing together. And, you know, I think it, it kind of reflects us having spent the year playing together early. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, I would agree. Well, yeah, yeah. kind of getting more comfortable with each other, and then kind of like yeah. realizing that this is the next step in. Um, yeah. 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 And do something slightly different every time. I know. Whenever I do something, I try to do it slightly different to the last thing. Not like never like this sort of massive shift, but just something a move it a bit sideways. Well, it's like, yeah, yeah. there's no point making an album if you're doing the exact same thing or if you're going to regress it or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like, there needs to yeah. be something a little bit different so you can see the progression of the band and the sound, yeah. however small it is, but something. And it's really hard to do that. I mean, for, like, bands that have been together for ages or any band, like, to kind of progress, know that you need a, some sort of progression and difference. I, like, I think that's amazing that you guys have gone from different projects, but also have moved on to something different but are trying every album is completely different from one another as well so i congratulate you on that um and it's again really refreshing to see how much in control you guys are i mean to the last minute of the guest list you know you guys are it's completely everything you do is in the palm of your hand and a label can interject on your music or anything in this specific band does it feel like you guys are like full it's fully on your terms I mean, we're not like. I mean, what was someone commenting today? Like, you were psycho. Your single, your single is eight minutes or something. No label is going to say, oh, you Give know. One of those. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd like an eight-minute single, please. <laughs> so um, we've got just what you want. <laughs> um, I don't know if it would work another way. No, weird. that's the thing. I mean, it's we do everything DIY, and um, you know, we do it because we have to do it. Mm -hmm. There's just no. There's nothing in the music industry that. There's nowhere for us to fit. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like, you know, bands like Fugazi or there's all, you know, Black Flags and Bikini Kills and all those sorts of weird bands. Are, they're not welcome there anyway, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you, you kind of have to do it yourself, which is good, but it's also fucking overwhelming and exhausting yeah. at times. And then other times it's really good because you can just, whatever comes out of your imagination is just not bastardized by yeah. anybody, you know. And yeah. it's, you know, people in the proper real industry they get told what to do and yeah it, it, it must suck yeah yeah i mean i've worked on the other side of stuff i've worked in the independent label side but it's like i remember going through different artists and like oh we have to have them dress differently oh we have to and i'm like oh man like why aren't you like letting them just express themselves and this is a beauty beautiful part of like doing it diy like it is a lot more work but it's it's really admirable to see like you guys could do whatever the fuck you want to do and guess what melbourne's such a cool city that you're they'll accept you for yeah. it as long as it's good you're accepted so it's really it's yeah it's really special to see like a band do it all themselves um with that being said what do you see the future for um tropical fuckstorm i know this is a difficult question but like what would you guys want from the band or a goal 
set for the band? Well, we just made a new record, so we're going to tour the hell out of that, I think, is the plan. We're back-to-back touring for the rest of the year. Platinum yeah. albums. Platinum <laughs> albums. <laughs> back to back. Gold medals! Back to back. I want a trophy. <laughs> I would like a small salad. <laughs> No more couscous. No more couscous. No more rider in France. That's all I want. That's it. That's it. Swim in a nice pool on the day. More gigs at beaches. That's cool. We played two Italian beach festivals this year. It was fucking awesome. We played the. We have low expectations. That's a high expectation, actually. I was going to say we have low expectations. I have to stop myself. That's quite good. We literally, the one in Sardinia, we played, you know, the gig, played the last song, smashed everything up. Everything's like feeding back and just, you know, just doing its own thing. And we, we just... took our clothes and ran into the sea. The, the sea was like, you know, 30 feet behind us. We just ran in and started swimming. And, yeah. Actually, I can remember a guy saying, are you doing an encore? And I was like, taking my dress like, no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and while we were out swimming, you could hear our guitars feeding back and shit. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, we need more of that. Yeah. that you know, if we do that all the time, I'm happy. I think. More, more beach festivals then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Invite us back. Maybe we could become citizens, actually. That was quite a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any goals over here? Sardinia again? Do you want to goals? Any, any goals? Oh. Um, no. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. 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 pops. I like to call him. It's best not to have goals, actually. No, no I don't no, need goals. No. Yeah. As long as I don't need goals. <laughs> What's that? All I want to do is, like, Keep having fun, keep playing shows, keep being oh, able to like travel overseas. With my best friends. With oh, sorry. You know, but as long as <laughs> you can keep doing this and have, having fun, whatever, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, thanks for taking the time and hanging out. And you guys are going to be playing tonight at the bootleg. Sid Presents in Koreatown. And it will start off your North American tour. So see you guys on stage. Thank Bye. Bye. Massive thank you to Tropical Fuckstorm for the lovely chat and the amazing performance that night at the Bootleg Theater. Since this interview, the band has released a full-length album called Braindrops. And a few weeks ago, they actually released two new singles. The first one being Suburbiopia. And the second one was This Perfect Day with Amol and the Sniffers. If you want to do yourself a favor, check out all of Tropical Fuckstorm's discography wherever you get your music. And if you dig what we do here at The Spin, make sure to share us with other music lovers or your mom. She might really like Tropical Fuckstorm. Make sure to subscribe to our Spotify and iTunes account to keep up with the latest episodes. We also were fortunate enough to record some of the interview. Make sure to check out that video on our YouTube channel under The Spin Podcast. And yeah, make sure to check us out. Subscribe, like, and comment, and share. A huge thanks to my editor and uh, a little bit of a main squeeze, Alex Brown. Thanks so much for tuning in and fuck COVID-19. We'll get over it together. And hopefully next time I'll be recording something, we'll have better news and we'll have more of a clear path of when this is all going to be over and we could go back to seeing live music again. But um, I'll leave you with Who's Eugene from Tropical Fuckstorm's latest album, Braindrops. See you guys later. See you.